0: Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist
1: at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies.
2: I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former
0: journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience Insider Media Relations, helping clients turn crisis communications
1: and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager, Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to you CBD industry folk about the lack of education surrounding CBD, and we know this all too well. By the end of this episode, you're going to learn how you can take a specific piece of news like this recent uh, announcement of clinical cannabis projects announced here in Colorado and use moments like these to help educate your stakeholders, which of course include your employees and your consumers.
2: So we're going to break this down into many conversations. First... You're gonna learn how to talk about this and why it's important to diversify your content on your social media platforms, really important, really helps you build that customer loyalty. Then you're gonna get strategies for communicating this information to journalists. So, you know, lots of them aren't that up to date on CBD. So how do you do that and do that in a very respectful way? And finally, We're going to deep dive into how to deal with negativity that could come from these studies. So I think that's very interesting because as you're talking about the studies, some of them are pretty controversial. So we're going to help you with that. Also, there's a free downloadable one sheet with every episode. And this week features the 10 steps to building relationships with reporters. So make sure you grab that on our website, which is movethestairs.com. So let's jump into that first topic, Jordan, new cannabis research trials.
1: Yeah. And if you are, uh, you know, on the treadmill going for a run, after you get done, I want you to go to your computer and just Google CBD, nothing after it, nothing before it. Just Google CBD and read what comes up. And the people also ask portion of that Google search. Um, I did this just yesterday. And, you know, a few of the questions that came up are what is CBD used for? Okay. You know, I can see that. I can certainly live with the people asking that question. I think it's a pretty common question, actually. Um, But what I also got is, is CBD a bad drug and is CBD a drug? So we still have a lot of basic questions out there that people are typing into Google that are ranking high enough in the Google search algorithm that it's populating right at the top of the Google search. And this is a big messaging problem for people who still think that CBD is an illegal drug.
2: Absolutely, considering the public is still relatively green when it comes to knowing about CBD, blasting information about new clinical trials to your audience might not be the best idea. You know, some of these clinical trials are going to investigate some fairly sensitive topics. One we found was, quote, "defining the effects of CBD consumption during pregnancy, on embryonic neurodevelopment and postnatal anxiety." So we know anxiety is a big issue. And so how would you taking CBD to kind of calm yourself during pregnancy affect your developing child? So you want to, that's something that they're looking at. Another one that's being funded is titled investigating the effect of cannabidiol. I can never say it right. Cannabidiol. Is that right, Sarah? Did I say it right?
0: Cannabidiol.
2: Cannabidiol, thank you. You would think I know I'd be be able to say it right
1: (laughs) now. I can't say it either. Thanks for taking that read.
2: (laughs) And cannabidiol, trazodone, combination treatment on naturally occurring canine, so dog, cognitive dysfunction syndrome as a surrogate for Alzheimer's disease. What the heck does that mean? I was going to say, is that clear to anyone?
1: Right, Exactly.
2: (laughs) It basically means that they're looking at a treatment for dogs, okay, on where where the dogs are not thinking clearly and whether or not that treatment could work well for Alzheimer's patients. That's what they're looking at. So, and I think that this is very important is that when you look at these long topics and these long titles that you kind of take it and narrow it down and say, this is what this really means. So we have pregnancy and a post-pregnancy study and an Alzheimer's disease study. I mean, that's really boiling it down. But for many people, those are still pretty sensitive areas.
0: Right, and so the question is, how do we go about discussing these topics, educating our clients, our our, um, employees, stakeholders? And to put it quite bluntly, very, very, very carefully, Clinical trials are by definition complex. They are generally confusing for most audiences, Um, even if they use CBD, even if you have a lot of background in CBD. Mm -hmm. And there's too great a risk that if you try to um, just share a study or share a title or share a link or say, oh, well, the study, you know, I think by reading it, it means this. That your audience will walk away confused, potentially with wrong information, dangerously wrong information. Um, they might keep on scrolling and just go, oh, that is so many multisyllabic words. I can't even stop right. to think mm-hmm. through this. They're yes. going to keep on scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whatever that other one was. Or they're going to walk away with a misunderstanding of the research. And Guys, there is already too much of that in the CBD industry. So here's one way that you can share information about these clinical trials and studies happening with your audience, but in a really useful, constructive way. As more information about these studies is released, you can have your CMO, your medical officer, everybody has one, right?
2: Right.
0: Um, Read through these studies translate them into really clear information about what the study focuses on and relay the information that is available and isn't available Mm -hmm. in really understandable language for your audience. And in doing this, you are building credibility and transparency to really important key elements of, of building CBD brand protection PR.
1: I think you can also dive into, you know, use this piece of news as kind of a more general look at what is happening in the world of cannabis research. Um, Are we seeing an increase in funding? Are we seeing a decrease in funding? Where are we seeing the funding uh, go? Are we seeing it um, go toward people or pets? Because we know that both industries are very interested in CBD. Um, So you can open up that conversation and, and really um, almost build out a, an entire research platform or bucket, as we like to call it, either on your website or your social media profile. So you can have this very open conversation uh, with your stakeholders, which I think is fantastic. But one one other thing I want to touch on here um, in thinking about these studies and talking about these studies is this is going to go about and differentiate what you are putting online and make it different from your competitors because it takes a lot of work to go through, sift through the information, try to pull out nuggets that may be relevant uh, for your audiences. And furthermore, trying to get it out there in a way that they can understand that your competitors may not do this. And if you can find a way to differentiate yourself in this space, um, not only is it gonna help you build customer loyalty because they're gonna come to you uh, when they're seeking that type of information, which is also a key component of brand protection PR, but it's going to make you stand out outside of your competitors who may only be talking about the products themselves, which we know nobody likes to be sold constantly over and over and over again online. So I think it's a fantastic area to explore uh, and give yourself something to talk about.
2: Absolutely. I think that that thought leadership element of it is huge. Um, The other thing that I would say is when you're looking at any study, look at the number of people in the study if it's less than 100 people it's not it's not a strong study let me put it that way um if it's hundreds of people depending on how big the hundreds number is it starts to gain more credibility so that's really important you should also know whether it's an industry study or is it a federal study that's that's something else that people will ask you about because that really goes back to the credibility of the study and what we need to know about the study um, when we're talking and we and how we frame what we're talking about. So if you're talking about CBD and pregnancy, you can say, you know, they talked about 300 people. That gives people an idea of it's not 10,000, it's 300. Um, so, it, you know, and we're just starting and so many of these studies are pretty small. So, You don't want to give the same weight to every study. That's very important as you're talking uh, to your public, uh, whether you're talking on social media or whether you're talking face-to-face. So, you know, we call this the Move the Stairs podcast. And what does Move the Stairs mean? It means taking what you're given and making the most out of it. In this case, taking what the clinical studies are and making the most out of them. How can you take this information And as Jordan said, really differentiate yourself with it by having something that's really unique to talk to your clients about. So that's how you move the stairs. And we try to do that every day at MNC.
0: Well, and so we're going to jump into another topic here that is so critically important. And I'm thinking, I mean, guys, can you hear it in your head? A recent study shows like that's the first line of every news story that starts with, A recent study, whether that recent study was on mice or, you know, little dishes in the lab or people or five people or 500 people, it always starts. A recent study says. um, And so what we want to talk about is effective communication about CBD to journalists. And how to do this so that you're building that credibility, transparency, and brand protection PR. And all of us here are former journalists. We're we've got experience at the highest levels of network news. That's you, Diane, uh, in New York City, down to the grassroots of um, you know really providing useful information for our local communities in smaller markets in television. And we call on this experience, you know, often, and I would say almost every day, you guys, when communicating with our clients and with their audiences about how to interact with journalists to tell the best possible story, most accurate story. And after all, that's what journalists want to do. They want to find and share those stories that matter to their viewers. And so we help our clients do that. Now journalists are in, you know, in the position that they're in because they are trained to be journalists. They're trained how to shoot and edit video. They're trained how to write stories, how to source stories, how to work within ethical boundaries and lines. They're, they're trained in posting content online and making, Podcasts and television shows and all of that, you know, all these pieces of what it means to be a journalist. But they did not go to school to become a CBD expert, political expert, historian, right? Right. They don't have the background to um, tell those stories. They've got to rely on people to share that information. And they've either got to learn that information themselves or they need to do research on the job and and learn from the people who are experts in those areas. And so journalists will have go-to experts in nearly every subject in order to effectively communicate information to their readers, their listeners, their viewers. And that's what we're trying to do is get you situated as one of those go-to experts in CBD.
2: Exactly. And, and part of the work we do with our clients is tapping into what we call our insider media relations. As we said, we're all former journalists, where we really leverage those past experiences to set up our clients for success, and especially when talking to members of the media. And the media, to be perfectly honest, has been decimated. I mean, most of them don't have specific beats that they cover anymore, specific places that they go, things that they are expert in. And so it's your job to make them look as good as possible and to present a professionally produced piece of news content for them. Because lots of times it's not one story they're doing a day, it's two stories they're doing the day, during the day. And they could be dramatically different stories. The more organized you are the more background you have and the more helpful you are just makes that story come out better and makes them want to come back to you again not only for when the story is about your company but about your industry and in an industry like cbd where there's still so much for the general public to learn it's best practice to make sure that the reporter knows the basics Don't worry. If you go to the basics and the reporter says, oh, I know that, then you can either lightly move off of it or say, oh, I just want to, you know, I'm just reminding myself. Go that way because many times they'll say that and they don't really know the basics. So you want to make sure they know the basics. And through our client media training, our clients learn how to read the reporter and determine just kind of what the reporter knows. How experienced are they? How much do they know about CBD or whatever the subject matter they is, that they are covering um, that day? Because it's very important. And you can figure out with a couple questions, really by the third question, you're going to have a really good idea exactly how well-versed that reporter is in cbd or whatever the subject is that you're talking about to the reporter and how much you know a reporter that doesn't know that much i always look at that as an opportunity so that's where you have a great situation where you can help help the reporter but you're also giving the reporter a lot of what they're going to be writing um and they're going to they're going to start leaning on you and that's exactly what you want you
1: know it's kind of cool as you know, having that unique ability to read the reporter is awesome. But, you know, it, it also I want to go back to your point, Diane, where you're talking about, you know, what can you do to help um, journalists who are covering um, a story where you are the subject matter expert? And I think for CBD, because there's just so much, um, I don't want to say misinformation, but kind of gray areas where people like think they know, but they may not know 100%. Type up a little fact sheet and send them back with a fact sheet. Even if the reporter is on top of it, um, they can take that fact sheet back to the newsroom, pass it off to the assignment editor where they can have access to that or maybe the producers have access to that. So when they're fact checking content um, and a CBD story comes up, they can take a brief glance at that. And you've not only helped them for that one story that they've uh, the reporters come out and interviewed for, you've helped them on other stories, and you may not even know it. And that's going to also keep your name um, kind of on the bulletin board in the office. So, you know, when the next CBD story comes down, they may be able to lean on you, um, you know, to make sure that they're covering 100% accurate stories. So, you know, whether you're pitching industry, um, you know, news, like these clinical projects, or something neat that your brand may be up to, Try not to get lost in the excitement of being covered in the media. And I think that's, it's really exciting. When I interviewed people, they're just so excited to be on TV and really make sure that you have your message dialed in so that um, when a traditional or industry, CBD industry media reporter is covering you, all of the facts are presented um, in a way that are easy to understand. Um, not only to the reporter, but also the reporter's audience. Because keep in mind, your audience is not going to be the same as the audience um, uh, of the reporter, their viewers and their listeners. So that um, clear, consistent communication is going to really help you make sure that an accurate representation of what you're talking about is presented.
2: I think that's so important. The other thing is that things change. So, you know, liver toxicity was a huge story Mm -hmm. not less than six months ago, but now there's a new trial that came out that showed that it was very minimal. And so if they think they know that there's problems with the liver when someone's taking CBD, but now you have new information on a trial that's going to change that, that's really important stuff. And that may not be what the story is about, but you want to make sure that you have that. So we talk about building brand protection PR all the time, and we use the term filling the trust bottle each move the stairs conversation is designed to help you do just that and i want to take just a moment to share why that's so important it's so important because you work so hard to build your business and we know especially in the age of social media that there is there are going to be negative comments there's going to be things that happen whether it's for your company or whether it's in the industry and if you're prepared and you know how to handle what's going to happen then you're going to protect that brand. You're going to protect your reputation. It doesn't take a lot of time to have thought through and have some very basic uh, blocking and tackling done, so that you can handle it, handle whatever comes down the pike. And I and you know just look at the, back at the last eighteen months, what's come down the pike? Whatever it is, if you have the basic blocking and tackling done with your messaging, and you've got it where you can see it. I am telling you, you can just about guarantee that you're gonna make it through and come out better on the other end with your customers, your loyalty, you're gonna be able to really lean on and actually build in crisis. And that's one of the things that we do with Brand Protection PR. Well,
1: I think it's a good segue, Diane, into our, our third and final topic here, because um, as you hit on earlier in the podcast with these new clinical um, you know, research projects being out there, you're inevitably going to have these really sensitive areas of, you know, topics where you're talking about using CBD to treat some, you know, um, very serious um, diseases, potentially, you mentioned Alzheimer's, it's it's just a horrible disease. And um, it's, it's a very sensitive topic for a, a lot of people. So, you know, when you're working in an industry where, you know, new information is Basically, waiting to be discovered almost every day. It's really important for CBD brands to be able to not only embrace the positive that may come from this, but also prepare for the negativity as well. You mentioned kind of the block and tackle um, technique, but you know this goes beyond what brands face every day. You know the general misinformation we talked about earlier in the podcast: is CBD an illegal drug? the CBD get you high? Yada yada. You know that confusion between CBD and THC that still happens. Um, but it's preparing for the potential of an industry-changing outcome of a study. And what I'm trying to think of um, in the CBD realm is what is that one earth-shattering study that is yet to come out, that will come out sometime in the future, that will impact your brand? How do you prepare for that?
2: Absolutely. Or that one company who does something that there is a negative impact on clients around the country and customers around the country. <coughs> Excuse me. So a key component of brand protection PR, as we talked about is preparing your CBD company for the potential of negative press, whether this is due to something that your brand is responsible for or not, it doesn't matter. The damage can be equally as devastating for brands that are not prepared. <coughs> Sarah, can you take over?
0: Yep. Yeah. So, one of the things that we do is help prepare brands, help brands get prepared. Um, you know, for an event that might require immediate attention, um, and versus something that might just need to be monitored or looked after. And we when we're talking to clients about this, we call this deciding whether you've got a headache or a heart attack. Like you've like the very first thing that you do, is start deciding, you know, is this an absolute crisis where people have been hurt? Or is this a situation that we can pay attention to, set monitoring, keep an eye on, get ready for in case it, you know, comes back around, causes a real problem? Um, And that's how we define headache versus heart attack.
1: And really quick, Sarah, I I just want to jump in. It may seem like it's black and white, but you know we have clients where they they the phone rings and they're very upset and um, excited and anxious and all of these things about an issue and right. you know through working with us these same clients now have a better understanding of okay you know i'm i'm going to ping our advisors over at mnc let them know what's happening um, but we know that we don't have to hit the uh, the big red button just panic yet. Panic
0: button. Yeah. <laughs>
1: panic button. Exactly. Well, so.
0: and the folks that um, are really well situated, the clients that we have that go, okay, you know, let's call Jordan, Diane, Sarah, you know, let them know, kick this around. But the clients who are calm when they call us, calm after the conversation, you know, are the ones who have created a crisis plan. And, you know, I want to demystify crisis plan just for a tiny second. People hear crisis plan and I don't know whether they're thinking like, you know, it's like doing my will or it's, you know, (laughs) buying blood insurance or, you know, I'm not sure what it is that people um, liken it to, but they just avoid it, you know.
1: At it's like the turtle costs. going into its shell. They just,
0: I know. They, yeah. They just want to head in the <laughs> sand ostrich, you know, whatever you want to call it, whichever critter you want to you know, talk about. Um, but I want to demystify what a crisis plan is to say these guys, the most powerful, useful crisis plans are simple, 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 simple. They are short. You do not need a 35-page crisis plan in a three-ring binder that gets popped on a shelf and never picked up again um, because you can't use a 35-page crisis plan when it's hitting the fan, right? You do not have time to sit there and flip through As page 17. Is that where I figure out what to do for this particular instance? No. So what we help clients do is develop like a one to two page crisis plan. And these are really simple if then statements. If this happens, then we're going to do this. We think this might be likely or this might be coming down the pike or we're most worried about one, two, three, these issues. If those happen, then we're going to do this. And the plans that they put together, the, the then part of it, is based on what we call the four C's of communication. Clear, consistent, compassionate, and conversational. These are the real fundamentals that you want to use in your communication, the then part of the plan. And they incorporate, encapsulate, showcase the values that your stakeholders, your customers, clients, Um, vendors, employees expect from your business. These plans are short. They are simple. They are easy to follow, but they are a critical component of building brand protection PR. And think about it. How many of us, because I hear a lot of people say this. How many people say, every time I walk into a crowded theater, busy store, restaurant, whatever, I I just scope for the exits real quick. Like how many of us do that? I do, right? Like, because you just go, you know what? If something were to happen, if I, you know, whatever, I just need to know where the exits are and where I would grab my kids and head if something happens. Brand protection is the same thing. The best way to handle any crisis situation is when you are not in a crisis, when you are calm, when you are thinking clearly, when you are not faced with this oppressive crisis coming at you, make a decision now, now, now. If you do a little bit of planning, a little bit of strategy, a little bit of thinking ahead, you will be miles, miles ahead of the game when it comes to actually managing a crisis situation and protecting what you have worked so hard to build
2: and i have you know when i'm in when i feel the crisis coming i can feel the cortisol going up to my brain and i can feel my frontal lobes shutting down and i don't know you know that's where people get the deer in the headlights looking all of that yep. if i have here are the first three to five steps i have to take that gets me out of that feeling because i have action and the fastest way to calm yourself down is to start moving and have action. And that's what we really give our clients, is a way for you to be calm, something for you to do that's going to start moving you forward. Because yes, you don't know what the crisis is going to be. You don't know how weird it's going to be. You don't know if you're going to be in a 9-11 situation or a Columbine situation. Um, You just don't have any idea what that thing is. But if you know your first three steps, Now you're making decisions and you're not in the fight or flight, which we see constantly. And I certainly have felt that way, um, that that's that's my go-to is I know my first three steps, no matter what the situation is, and that gets me moving and it keeps me from going into fight or flight. And that's key for your business.
1: So we want to know what you think. You know, you can always check into our Facebook page or LinkedIn because we, we do these conversations live on both pages uh, every Friday. And Then we, of course, um, release our new podcast on Wednesdays. So make sure to subscribe to our Move the Stairs podcast. But uh, before we let you run to briefly recap what we talked about today, uh, we started with why incorporating different content can help you on your social media platform or even your website Um, When you're trying to differentiate yourself between competitors, because CBD space is getting pretty busy out there, it's going to help you build customer loyalty through that education piece and even better, um, a thought leadership. So people look at you um, when new information comes out and watch your opinion. That's pretty powerful. Then we discussed how you can uh, take a complicated information such as um, uh, cannabis clinical projects, and present those facts to a reporter in a way that they understand and then they can um, report to their audience in a way that their audience is going to digest that 100% accurately. And then finally, we talked about how brands can go ahead and protect themselves ahead of time um, when a negative outcome uh, may occur whether that's from a clinical project that brings news you may not want to hear, uh, or something else happens within the industry where you could potentially uh, be fielding questions from reporters. So or, all of these things kind of encompass, you know, the brand protection PR that we talk about each and every week.
2: So we want to thank you yeah. so much for joining us on this week's Move the Stairs episode. You know, we're here to help you protect your CBD business with brand protection PR. It's so important. This isn't fluffy stuff. This is stuff that makes such a difference in the longevity of your company and the health of your company. Let us know how we can help you. We are here for you. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think about our conversation today, and we hope you join us again next week.